welcome. Today we're uh, speaking with HubSpot, trying to pick their brains a little bit about how they think about the future of online and digital, talking about what the main insights in from the last few years. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself first. Steve, please tell uh, the audience who you are and what you do at HubSpot. Thank you, Martin. Uh, yeah, I'm Steve Vaughan. I work for HubSpot in Dublin, have been doing for over five years. And I manage our senior partners, people like Zuma, uh, helping them think through how they do their inbound and how things are evolving and staying ahead of the curve and then helping their customers do the same. So that's what, uh, that's what I do. Hi, my name is Colleen O'Sullivan. Thanks, Martin, for having us today. I look after um, customer success in HubSpot for EMEA. Uh, I am... I've been with HubSpot for eight years, and I look after basically everything post-sale. So my team is is, is helping Steve's team uh, make sure our customers remain happy and healthy. Great. So perhaps, Colleen, if I start with you, if you think about how kind of the online and digital world has, has evolved over the last, going back, let's say, the last two years or so, what would be the most important learning that you have when you think about the companies that you guys work with and, and how you help them? What would be the, the most things that, that, has, uh, that you take from the last two years that has changed, really? You, you might think I'm biased because obviously I'm in customer success, but actually our business model has changed to be customer first way of thinking. So we've gone from the funnel specifically to, to the flywheel, which is um, the funnel has customers as the output. So you invest in, in sales and marketing at the, at the top end of the funnel. And then obviously from that investment, you, you get your customers. But what HubSpot's realized is that um, – that's a missing a, a huge growth lever when you don't think about customers as the center, as actually your salespeople. Because as we all know, word of mouth has become more and more important for businesses to be able to build that brand and build a strong presence with your customers. So um, I think that's really going to evolve. Um, we've only started to to take that new stance as well as business model approach at HubSpot over the last year. So I think we're going to get better and better at, at solving for our customer as well as, you know, making our customers in the right position to help us sell better. All right. So if you, if you think about that, how you actually make that happen to keep always keep the customer at the center, do you have any tips or tricks in terms of how you actually work with that on a daily basis to make sure that that becomes... Absolutely. I mean, this has been an, a total challenge for HubSpot. We um, always say that we're customer first and we're solving for the customer. And, but in fact, we've made a bunch of mistakes with this. So this year, um, one of our co-founders, Dharma Shah, came out and described how we're investing in the customer code, which is 10 tenants that we determined and pulled from um, thousands of interviews with our customers um, that really describe specifically how we want to hold our business as a whole accountable to solving for the customer. And that is essentially, um, I'd suggest you check it out, it's customercode.com. And it's a report card that you can download, which HubSpot has basically graded itself against. Um, We've given ourselves sort of an average score. So we hope each inbound, at each inbound conference that we'll be able to stand up in front of our users and our customers and our prospects to, to share with them the work that we're doing. And I think it's a great way for other businesses 
is to to work with other uh, cross-functional teams to get finance, to get legal, to get sales, marketing, and services all on the same page about how they want to treat the customer. So um, that has been a great help. We've also uh, hired and we're building out a voice of the customer team, which is really going to go hand in hand with, with our services team. And that voice of the customer role is going to really work closely with all the different stakeholders across HubSpot, specifically with product, um, to really help them understand how, how we can drive you know, better alignment um, with our customers. So I'm, I'm excited about some of the most recent changes that HubSpot has made to, to think cu- customer first. Uh, and Steve, perhaps more from a, a from your role, from a sales perspective, what would you say are the main learnings for the from the last two years in terms of how it has affected your way of working, maybe with online and digital? Yeah, very good. I do agree with Colleen that funnel to flywheel, customer first, uh, is key. I mean, the first thing I'd say is more of a mindset issue. Uh, companies and people have to just be willing to adapt. And so as I look back at the last two years, whether with internally at HubSpot or our partners and customers and prospects, some have been willing to adapt and think differently and take a brave step and try and fail and try and stay up to date. Uh, and some haven't. So um, one of my learnings, and I came to this game late, is you have to be willing to learn and willing to adapt Um and so that's sort of a mindset issue and a culture issue. Um, I think the the other big learning when I think uh, when I think about the the, the sales uh, side of things is we need to have ways that our prospects and customers can engage with us for free. So the freemium model where they engage with our product or service and get a taste of it. They may never speak to us, but they do that. They may never go further if they don't want to, but they get a choice to just dip in and there's not this huge barrier. There's a very low bar to entry. And how would you translate that to a company that might not have the possibility to offer a free version of whatever they're selling? You know, how could you still use that mindset to get people you know, yeah. in early? So there, there, there can be ways of, you know, I think video is very powerful for this, which is one of the things we've seen develop hugely in the last couple of years, is people then can almost get that taste of it and see it. And uh, um, so that'd be one way. I think another way is to have, you know, interactive guides or interactive tools. So they may not be using your product or service because it's not like a product, but they can sort of sense, like if I was to engage with this company and service, oh, this is the kind of thing I'd expect and the user experience on the website or the social platforms is pleasant and I got some value from that interaction. So it's interactive and there's uh, there's a, some sort of back and forward on that. Um, so yeah, that's something we've seen has been has been hugely, hugely po- positive. Even things like, you know, you chat into an energy company today, could they come up with some kind of pricing calculator, cost saving benefit calculator that's interactive on their site and so that the the potential user could go in there and go, oh, if I was to use this, this is, you know, I, these are my return on investment or this is the return on investment is not quite right. This is what I expected to spend and how much I'd save and and maybe what the government's going to help. You know, some clever interactive tool. Take some time to think through, but a user can therefore come in for free and engage with your brand and have a super positive experience. Uh, and they've never spoken to sales, never paid a penny. Some good tips there. Switching gears a little bit, or switching focus, if we think about the next two or three years, uh, what do you think will be the most significant changes that will affect companies from an online and digital perspective? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say that 
a lot of our customers that are coming on board now are looking, you know, they may come through our freemium model. They may have never spoken to a salesperson and they still buy or purchase a HubSpot product. And then, you know, through services, we're sort of been um, engaging with them in the way that we think that they want to be engaged with. So very, a, very much a human-led approach, but we're noticing more and more that customers that come through this touchless model um, want to have more of a, of a frictionless experience, whether that's through the sales process or the services process. So I envision, um, you know, we'll see more of that in the next two to three years where we've got um, an experience that is very much customer-led. Um, you can, you know, choose your own adventure, as, 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 as you might say, um, where customers that want to have that human-led experience based off of their needs and their, you know, their questions, they can have that. Or if you want to, to kind of have that more touchless, self-service model that we're able to support you in a way that there's enough content out there, videos or whatever that may be, to continue um, your education and growth through, through, through whatever technology you're using. So, it, so it's more about not necessarily only the self-service perspective, but actually giving people all the options to do whatever they want, what's, what, what works for them. So yeah. again, start In their from, own time, yeah. exactly. It's not like, you know, it's a nine to five situation that I can only contact somebody when, when you know, the, out, the office is open. It's, you know, who knows? People are working all different hours, you know, and we need to be able to, to, to provide them the information they need whenever they want it versus having to wait for someone to, to give that to them. It's customer at the center again, right? Yeah, Customers exactly. deciding their, 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 their choice there. I mean, the thoughts I have on that, Martin, are just to sort of maybe give some more practical ways that would work from what Colleen is saying is, you know, it's multi-channel. Someone wants to engage on email, they can have me on email. If they want to engage on chat, they can engage on chat. If they want to fill in a form on my website, they can do that. If they want to have a Zoom meeting with me, they can do that. So it's got to be multi-channel. And companies that only have a way of customers engaging via one are just going to be missing out on on the fact that people choose to engage in different ways. So it's got to be it's got to be anyhow. Um, Colin's already hinted at this. It's, it's got to be any time. It's got to be twenty four seven. And now we can't always have service agents online. But I do think uh, we can have, um, you know, things like bots or we can have uh, um, videos that they can engage with, trainings they can do online as well as uh, engaging with with people. Um, And then the third thing I'd say, so multi-channel, anytime, but I'd say predictive. So the customer wants to know that you know who they are Mm -hmm. rather than I'm having this clunky experience where I'm having to keep repeating my first name, my last name, my email address, my account number every time I sign up rather than, no, we know who you are, we know where you are and we know what your last problem was or your your latest request is and we're going to join a conversation that's already existing rather than having to completely start a new one every time. Yeah, and to some degree that's more kind of the maybe the traditional Amazon or, or Google. We know who you are, we know what you want and we, we know what you what you need next, right? Yeah. In terms of that. And if we're not documenting all those interactions those customers are having, then when and if they do choose to have a human-led experience, we should be able to see. I see you you've done X, Y, and Z. And I, I'm a, you know, we know based off of those interactions that we can help you in this way. And, and, and businesses should be able to see that um, quickly when a, when a human gets involved. Just think of like, just to, to show you how this works, if you think of like uh, the, the, the self-chosen destiny of a customer here, you know, if you think of uh, CDs to iTunes to Spotify, 
we're basically saying you missed a customer choose so you don't want to buy the cd hard copy you want it online but you don't want to buy the whole album you just want a couple of songs cool like we'll give you the choice and you choose and so yeah i mean there's multiple instances in the way the last five ten years the world has changed like that and it's only going to increasingly to do so but I imagine also people listening to this is is it, it's a little bit frightening, you know. Mm. Say we we need to do, it's quite easy to think that we need to do so much more. And how I only have like you know twenty four hours in the day. You know how can I do all this in, in terms of just being available for whatever mm. you know? Mm. What are your thoughts about that in terms of how how do you actually practically do this without you know working yourself to death? Yeah, well, uh, te- technology does come in. You need technology that can it can it can automate some of this for you and predict and AI and you know stuff at HubSpot, but it's not just HubSpot; it's just using technology well. Um, but there is still a mindset thing. You can have technology without going. We you know we're we're working towards this idea that the customer gets to choose, and therefore we need to rethink our models. Like Colleen was saying, we need to hold ourselves to account when we fail at this at the moment. Um, so so some of that is just an honest evaluation rather than being panicked about it going okay where are we what would it look like to do this well okay let's build a five-year plan or a two-year plan now what technology might support some of that and help us but if you're not having the guts to face all that and have those discussions um you're just panicking or burying your head in the sand then yeah, you know, that's not not the way to go. Yeah, I mean, we talked to a lot of people, I think, over the last couple of days, and, and, and there's so much you can do today, right, when it comes to marketing and being innovative. And so I think you just need to take a step back and evaluate, you know, uh, what your biggest levers are. Take one step at a time. Don't try to swallow the ocean and, and, and really just test and, and keep going. So you touched upon it a few times now we mentioned ai and things like that we've we've seen a development over the last few years that we've gone from a kind of very text-driven google world to increasingly voice searches and things like that people are are looking for more video and 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 whatever and eventually we might end up in an ai world where you're actually not talking to me you're talking to my ai assistant what's your thought about how that is changing how will you reach my ai assistant you know five years from now whatever it might be i mean the first thing i would i would say i keep saying it but it is so important is do you have a mindset that would be willing to adapt to say we need to reach the ai assistant if that is what the customer wants and so uh you'll only ever move to that world if you're willing to realize that might be the world we need to go to because that's what the customer is deciding hey i've got so much of my life automated can you just make sure you reach my ai assistant and then they'll connect me them you know you to me um and so it's inbound through and through because it's thinking of the pains, the needs, the desires of the customer. It's customer first, the flywheel. And if that's what they want, then we need to think strategically about how we're going to do that. Um, so in one sense, that's that's just a further expansion of what we've always been saying. Instead of starting with you and your brand and how you're going to tell the world about how great you are, start with your customer and think, well, what are they doing today? And how do they operate over their morning breakfast? And what are they doing in their day? And what are their challenges? And how have they set up their world to engage with with, with brands like us and mm-hmm. things like that? So Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be cautious to make any sort of 
um, sweeping statement that AI is going to take over humans anytime soon. But I, I mean, I think what we're seeing right now is there's certainly more of a of a taste for that, again, that AI type led experience in different regions and different cultures. So I think, you know, HubSpot, we're, we're a global organization and we're seeing, you know, what way, may work in one region just isn't really going to resonate with certain customers in another region. So I think if you're a, you're a global business, you really need to talk to your customers in regions, you know, have reps, sales reps and, and service folks that really understand the needs of those customers, you know, serve them up what, what they need whether that's you know this 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 frictionless touchless type of experience or or an AI uh, experience as well and I and I think AI is only it's only as good as the content that you put behind it and I think we just need to be careful that we don't sort of start to invest heavily in this AI ex- experience without having a lot of that that content to back it up um, because I think it's it will still ring true that content is king um, you know, as as we move toward toward that 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 world. Yeah. No, okay. So, so following up on that, in terms of if, if, for the sake of argument, if we assume that we will end up in that kind of world in the next five years or ten years or whatever, you know, if we're moving into that becoming a, a truly algorithmic kind of world where where AI is, is, you know, the way we kind of interact with each other, what would that mean for relevance and relation-driven marketing, sales, and support? Just to kind of you know speculate about the future, if we as for the sake of argument, end up there. I mean, you still need to create all that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Steve mentioned videos. Um, You still need to have a knowledge base for customers and prospects to be able to tap into um, that, you know, AI can serve up. It's only going to be as good as the content that it can serve up. And I think that you will have to learn more about what customer content, like what customers are looking for specifically, or prospects are looking for through their, you know, questions. It's like, like you said, it's, 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 it's algorithmic, but it's, it's, you have to learn and adapt and when the other thing I'd say is, um, I do, by the way, we missed on video, like in terms of the, you know, it's not just voice search, but it is video now starting to become the main thing to, to search. I do think that's vital. But um, uh, whether marketing or sales or service, video needs to be used more. The, the Just to, to, to highlight what, what Colleen's saying there, so it's not only does the AI lead me to the right places once I've started searching and engaging, and, and but it's, okay, say it moves from AI to, to actually customer. Like to 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 to, to uh, engage with a human, does that human have all the data the AI has surfaced and however at their fingertips in a concise way to be useful? Otherwise, we're going to end up with the experience we we're just saying we don't want, which is I have to keep telling you the same stuff. So AI is only going to be unless they completely frictionless, but if they do want that sort of semi-human, semi-automated experience, they're going to need to. We're going to need to have ways of training our salespeople or our customer service people to say, you need to know how to mine this data, or even better, here's technology that mines it and serves it up for you. I mean, the, the final thing I was going to say on all that is um, I think there'll be backlash. And I think I'm seeing it already. And Google and Facebook are having to fund millions of dollars into detox programs for their own, you know, amazing, because it's just ruining lives because there's no human interaction. So, um, Oh, uh, people are dropping off stuff. So that it's we're probably going to end up in a world where you've got some people that are just all in and they're going for it, and then some people that are like, no, I really want more of a traditional or I don't want to go that far. And so again, back to my first point, you need to be willing to adapt and go, customer first, what do they want? Some want this, some want that. Okay, we need to be omni-channel, omni-human stroke bot or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, 
So, I, I, again, I can't predict the future, but I don't know if it's going to be a seamless, we're just going to go into this world forever and it will get more and more automated. Maybe. It'll be a, not the world I personally want to live in, but yeah. uh, we'll see. I'm sure there's two debate, sides of this debate, but I'm with you, Steve. I feel like you, we've got to be able to serve up customers through that, you know, again, that frictionless or um, through that human-led interaction. And all of it needs to feel like we've got a nice handshake between whether it's AI or human-led approaches that everybody's on the same page so that customers feel like you know, the, the experience that they've had is, is, is truly seamless. Great. So just to, to wrap up, um, if, um, if you think about a company that is just starting the digital transformation journey, what would be the first three tips or top three tips that you would give to them if they're starting this journey today? First tip, before you jump in, get someone who can help you to have a really good, robust conversation of where you currently are at and then what it would look like to put the customer first and go on the journey. So don't start the journey before you've actually done a thorough evaluation of current state of play and what would the vision look like um, the second thing is to have that customer first mindset yeah. um, so Colin's been saying so like you know make that part of the priority going forward what do they want how are we stopping from this outbound approach where it's about me to an inbound approach when it's about them so that's mindset um, and then the third thing is okay well what steps do we need to make with content and AI or whatever to start you know bringing people to us and, and, and giving us that, you know, free, that freemium approach or, you know, what are some of the content or the tools we're going to need to start creating? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think you need to talk to your customers, mm-hmm. talk to lots of them um, all over and really understand what their needs are. I think even before that, you really need to make sure that you have a good idea about who your your persona is that you want to sell into. Because I think once you have a really great understanding of that persona, uh, then you're going to be able to create and clearly paint a picture of what that customer looks like, that ideal customer looks like that you want to sell into. And then any anything that you do post um, post persona research will really be focused around how do you how do you hone in on that. And then of course, you know, customers that that fit that profile then go talk to, talk to them, you know, make sure that, well, you know, whatever they say really backs up what, what you've de- determined through your, your persona research. And then anything um, after that really only comes when you have a really great understanding of that, again, that buyer persona, um, good understanding of your ideal customer through talking to those ideal customers, and then building, building it up from there. And again, to have that customer first approach, it's not just going to happen within one aspect of the business, within customer success. It really needs to come through, through every channel within your organization, and it really needs to start at the top. So make sure you get buy-in from, from the top mm-hmm. so that, that everybody feels that um, we are connected by, by the decision that the business wants to go down, and, 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 and that should be a, a customer-first approach. Great. So I'll, I'd sum up that with get to know your customer mm. and adapt accordingly. Right. You got it, Martin. Right. Well done. <laughs> and I think we'll leave that as a final word. Thank you very Great, much. Thanks.